1: Yes, indeed. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair on this uh, beautiful, albeit a little bit cloudy. Oh, I do see some blue uh, spots of blue here breaking through. It's going to be a nice day today. Good morning, Dr. Hilden. We uh, we have a brand uh, a brand new uh, starting time here on CCO. Are you looking for uh, for something else to uh
2: Hello. Good morning. There you are. Can you hear that? All right. Good morning, everybody. There's a lot of buttons here. I'll just turn a lot of them until one of them works.
1: (laughs) There's nothing like live radio. It feels like
2: fall, Denny.
1: You know, now that you mention it, yes, because we just stepped out here on our uh, porch, our veranda, and it does feel a little uh, little bit. It was a little breezy this morning. There's
2: just a titch of fall in the air, which I kind of like, actually. Well, thank you, everybody, for being out here at the fair. There's actually people here. I didn't think there would be anybody because it's 7 in the morning, and frankly, I'm barely here.
1: Well, it was it was a little before 6. It was about 5.45 when I was uh, pulling in uh, down on uh, Como, and uh, the cars were lined up all the way down. Get it, right,
2: get it before 6. And there's a huge line yeah. at the Scones across the way. So if you're listening now and you're wondering, what the heck, it's only 7 in the morning. Oh, my gosh, it's early. We're now on at a new time. We're on at 7 o'clock, still for an hour. We'll yep, be on until yep. 8, 7 to 8 o'clock, um, from here on out, not just from the fair, but that's going to be our new time. And so uh, uh, I'll have to, it was hard enough for me to get up by 7.30, <laughs> but I'm going to have to just get an extra double shot in the caffeine, and we're going to be good to go.
1: And start the new hours. Uh, the new hour at the state fair, no less. So that's
2: and, it. and who are you? I haven't seen you for a while.
1: Well, we were, at, uh, we were on a good neighbor tour, as we call it, uh, to uh, Switzerland. And uh, Lake Como, Italy, did not get the chance to get invited to George Clooney's home. However, I was going to say, boy, you're,
2: that's kind of where the <laughs> yeah. cool people hang yeah.
1: out. Yeah, it was a great trip. Great, uh, great people, as I mentioned earlier. We had a good, uh, just a great time. They always listen to you on the show, so I the thought, people was, in Italy. Oh, the no. people on the trip. <laughs> yes, yes, they they do. We get stopped a lot, but it it was a good trip, and I said, thank yeah, Steve Thompson, for for yeah. filling in for me. But is everything okay? Yeah, Steve a, did a great job. Okay. Um, he told all, me he kept it out of the ditch.
2: He did keep it out of the ditch. We yeah. were, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was great to have Steve back on the show and um, for a couple of weeks. And Italy's one of my favorite places, though, Denny, so I'm a teeny bit jealous. Well, you got get see some, some, some s- pizza? Did you get some, you uh, know, Got some?
1: some yes, I got some pizza, but the Switzerland, we love both but i think switzerland uh, is the charmer
2: yeah that's yeah. beautiful there. yeah
1: it is uh, i want to you know what i should do is invite our listeners to join in on the conversation this is we always do an open line show what does that mean that means your general health questions for uh, dr david hilden uh, either here at the fair or on the phone or on the text line now the phone and the text number are the same 651-989-9226 Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. What's been happening at uh,
2: at uh, Hennepin? Oh, it's it's been um, a busy month or a busy summer in the hospital. So you know, I work at a at a level one trauma center, and I don't do trauma. And thank goodness for all of you that I don't. I do things like diabetes, heart disease, and and things like that. But but it's trauma season for us, and um, which is not what you want. But the hospital has been just full. We have a, we're, you know, we have about four hundred and forty beds, and we had about that many patients in the hospital the other day and that is about 100 more than we had a month or two ago so that would say it's busy so everybody what, what out, kind of busy is it yeah it's ask. a lot of sadly a lot of trauma people get hurt you know they get injured car accidents boating accidents we had um, carbon monoxide poisonings and so we've had, it's been a busy um, busy time at the hospital in fact as soon as the show's done i'm going to run through the fairgrounds get in my car and go back cuz i'm working today and so i'm going to go <laughs> Well, you're going to
1: have to get some sustenance
2: from the I'm State gonna, Fair Food before Seriously, you yeah. though, all the gang back at the hospital is going to wonder why I didn't bring some Sweet Marthas. Maybe I should. That would <laughs> be a good idea. I think maybe you should. <laughs> I could bring some Sweet Marthas. I had a, there's a nice woman here, Donna. Can I say your name? Huh? Donna's here at the fairground. She's from Edina. She's got 10 kids. Some of them are here with her. But she told me she hadn't seen a doctor in a long time. I hope I can say that. Um, but I was in the hospital just yesterday with a woman who also hadn't seen a doctor for about 50 years. And it got me thinking... I wonder if I'm doing any good. <laughs> 50, 5-0. Yes, and she's uh, she's in her eight, late eighties, and she's doing just marvelously. And she unfortunately got sick this this uh, person in the hospital, and but uh, she has uh, led a lovely and wonderful life, and now she's um, uh, more nearing the end of it um, now that she got sick. But it got me to thinking that that um, some people are are just um, you know. They don't have to come in to see doctors yeah. much, but what, what this week has reminded me is that there's so many people who have heart disease and diabetes and things, so if you haven't um, if you have been to your doctor lately and um, things to take care of are like your blood pressure and your cancer screenings and all that, we can help you out.
1: What, what are the, with the numbers? Because We were having a discussion with some of the folks on our tour about blood pressure numbers these days because you and I have talked about that in pre- previous shows. What, what do you doctors say is is a good number to have
2: yeah that's a good question because you know and it changes all the time and um and it doesn't change because we're not sure what we're talking about it just changes because medical science changes a little bit the current number is still if you are the at the the top it should be 140 over 90 that's still the top it should be we never want it higher than that but if you're an if you're um, a person with diabetes or maybe you have cancer or maybe especially diabetes or if you already have heart disease, we like it even lower. More like 130 over 80, preferably 120 over 80. So you want to get your blood pressure down. It doesn't really matter how you do it. Start out with diet. Start out with exercise. Um, uh, low salt in your diet. Exercise more. But if you can't get your blood pressure down doing those things, it's okay. To t- it's not only Okay. It's a good idea to take a medication to bring it down. Take one, take two, take three. It doesn't matter how many you need to do, but make sure you get your blood pressure down.
1: Here's our phone number and the text number. Again, it's the same. Uh, you can call in your question for Dr. Hilden or send a text 651-989-9226. Uh, here's a text, Dr. Hilden. Uh, I have, texture says, moderate coronary artery calcification on a CT scan. What's the significance of that?
2: Yeah, maybe some of you have had that. Anybody had a coronary CT? Is anybody out there in the audience? There's 30 people here. No, nope, no, nope, I haven't either. Um, it uh, a CT scan is a series of X-rays. That's what a CAT scan is. So if you're ever wondering what's a CAT scan versus an MRI, a CAT scan is X-rays. And what it does is it slices the X-ray machine. You lie on your back. Your head goes through this that little donut. And it takes a series of X-rays of your body. Think of it like you're uh, like you're a loaf of bread, and the and the the, the, the x-ray machine is slicing you like a loaf of bread and so what it can do is every centimeter or so it can look to see what um what your body looks like well one of the things it can look at is the coronary your coronary blood vessels which are the b- blood vessels that supply your heart and if they have coronary calcification that means they're getting um they're hard hardening of the arteries if you will and if you have coronary calcifications it means that your blood vessels are getting some of that and you should d- redouble your efforts to um eat right lower your blood pressure uh um, take your cholesterol medicine we don't just r- recommend that everybody go and get one of those cat scans but if you had one for what for whatever reason this person had one and you have cor- your calcification of your coronary arteries it is a sign that your your um your your blood vessels are a little bit more at risk. A coronary score of zero is what you're after. If you ever get one of those, you want it to be zero. you want you, people you, know, you think of your, your blood vessels to your body, your arteries are muscular. Think garden hose. They're like a garden hose. They have to give a little bit. and I know all of you on the radio listening can see me moving my hand, but they like to give and, 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 and they, they go in and out a little bit when your blood goes through them. When you have coronary calcification, they're more like pipes. they're hard. And so that isn't um, is good for your heart. And so that's what the calcification scores are.
1: All right, very good. Before we head to the break, I want to invite our listeners again to call in your question. It's an open line show. We're not talking about any particular topic today. It's your chance to get some uh, free advice from Dr. Hilden. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. And good morning. Saturday morning, Sunday morning. It is. I lost a the day there. I think I'm still jet lagged just a little bit. Is there any truth? to You're still to that in Italy. There hair?
2: is a lot of truth to jet lag. What is? That? I hate it. It's what? the same thing as people who have to work night shifts. If or, or if you're a shift worker, your body is just. Your body's got a diurnal rhythm that's really important. You um, you know, there's a reason we sleep at night. And and um, shift work and jet lag are kind of the same thing. You're off of the the cycle. And um, that's how melatonin works, by the way, your melatonin levels go up as the evening wears on and then that tells your body it's time to sleep and it just gets all screwed up if you um, if you're not on a normal sleep cycle. So flying back from Switzerland will do it to you.
1: Yeah, especially when there's delay after delay, and it took almost 30 hours to get home. 30 so, hours? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was. We won't get into that. Wow, I could start naming the airline. I oh, my not yeah, you better not do that. <laughs>
2: that reminds me of a commute I had to South Minneapolis from downtown. It took about 30 hours, you know, with the 35W Oh, yeah, traffic. indeed. Well, I'll tell you what, we're
1: talking uh, your questions. You're driving the show here at the Minnesota State Fair. Healthy Matters, onto a new time, 7 to 8. Sunday mornings, if you're just joining us, saying, what What are these guys on so early for? And that's the deal, uh, 7 to 8, and then uh, your money from 8 to 9. Uh, send us your text. Same thing applies. Call us, if you like, 651-989-9226. Ask Dr. Hilden your question by phone, or use the same number for text, 651-989-9226. All right, we talked to you. you. mentioned in the texter, earlier texter about a CAT scan. Uh, here's one, it says, I had a coronary CAT scan with a very high calcium score. Blood vessels were all okay, but I had, uh, you can help me with that. Amyloid. Amyloid tissue growing in my heart. This is a more severe problem, was especially suggested by the coronary scan.
2: What is yeah, that? Yeah, amyloid is a protein. I'm not a good sitter, so I'm going to stand. Amyloid protein is a protein. I should ask you, Dr. Lindsay. So if somebody in the audience here is our chief of pathology at Hennepin, so a significantly smarter doctor than me. Um <laughs> Uh, But amyloid is a little protein that grows in your body, and if it gets in your brain, it's associated with Alzheimer's disease and dementia, and if it gets in your blood vessels, it's associated with stroke and heart disease, and so it's just a little teeny microscopic protein called amyloid, and... um, that might be the sum total of what I know about amyloid, but it does lead to problems in your blood vessels, and when those problems are in your brain, you can get little teeny strokes from it. That's a condition called. Um, here we go. Let's see if I can remember. At seven morning. that's a condition called cerebral amyloid angiopathy, and so that's when it's in your brain, leads to a stroke. When it's in your heart, it can lead to coronary problems, and. and a little thing about coronaries. They're called your coronaries but because cor- corona is Latin for crown, and your, and your blood vessels sit like a crown um, around your heart. They're on the outside of your heart. That's why they're called your coronaries. Very good. Six, again, six
1: five one Let's uh, go to the phones. I believe John's calling from Golden Valley. Go ahead with your question, John.
0: Good morning. Um, I had a question. My wife takes two blood pressure medicines, and you were just talking about that a little while ago, and is keeping her blood pressure, you know, pretty decent, but now they say that's uh, affecting her kidneys.
2: So, which which is worse? Yeah, that's a really good, uh, yeah, which is worse, your kidneys or your heart, huh, John? Um, right. Almost, ev- well, not almost, everything you put in your body, every pill you swallow has some some side effects. The vast majority of the pills that we swallow have very few side effects, or we know what they are and we can manage them. Um, So that's just kind of the the background for that. In general, I don't care how your blood pressure gets controlled just so it does, but some of them can be a little hard on your kidneys. For instance, there's a class of medications called ACE inhibitors. They end in the the suffix PRIL, P-R-I-L. And they are outstanding medications for your heart, for your blood pressure. They're really good. But if you have kidney disease, they sometimes make your kidneys just a teeny bit worse. So you want to monitor your kidney dis- your kidney function when you're on those. Um, and, and the good news, John, um, for, for your wife, is that there's about 20 classes of medications that are all effective against blood pressure. They're really, There's just a zillion of them. And so there's, a, there's three classes of medications that are first-line the ACE inhibitors like you're on, um, diuretics, which are water pills, and then there's calcium channel blockers, things like amlodipine Those are all um, just fine um, to take, and you can just try a different one if you're, if her kidneys are um, not in good shape. The kidneys are an interesting organ, and my nephrologist friends, who are who I often call kind of the nerdiest of all of the specialties, I mean, they're lovely people, but they're nerds, let me tell you. Because the kidneys... The kidneys are a little chemical factory. They're a little filtering system. They're, and what their job is to not only regulate your water in your body. Their job is to regulate your potassium, your electrolytes. Their job is to help make red blood cells. They do a whole bunch of things. But one of the things that happens, they are both the cause and they're the victim of high blood pressure. So if you have high blood pressure, it can make your kidneys worse. And if you already have kidney disease... Um, it can make your high blood pressure worse. So it's a it's a reciprocal thing. So the, that's a long, wind, winding answer to if her kidney function's getting a little bit worse, John, just try a different medication. There's plenty to pick from. All
1: right, thank you, John, for the call. Uh, there's a line open if you want to use it, 651-989-9226. <clears throat> Excuse me, or send a text, 81807. Tell you what, let's do uh, this. Let's take a break. We have about another half hour of the show to go. New start time here. Uh, For Healthy Matters, 7 to 8 on Sunday mornings. So call in your question or send a text. Same number, 651-989-9226. 62 and cloudy from the Minnesota State Fair and News Talk 830 WCCO. And welcome to a new start time for Healthy Matters. We'll be on Sunday mornings from now on from 7 till 8. And then uh, following this show, again, uh, your money will be from 8 to 9 here at the fair and as normal when we get back to the studio as well. If you have, this is an open line show today as usual. If you have, we always like to do an open line show here at the Minnesota State Fair. If anybody out in our audience has a medical type of question, generally speaking, you can ask Dr. Hilden your question.
2: Do you want to show a whole bunch of people your rash or something? <laughs> that would be just
1: great. <laughs> and and we'll uh, we'll also take, of course, your uh, phone calls and text messages. Now keep in mind the phone call phone number and the text number are the same: 651-989-9226. Uh, let me uh, read a text that came in a few minutes ago. Have Doc, at it, Danny. You? I have a painful bursa-type swelling on the back of my heel. What kind of doctor should I see to treat my foot? A podiatrist? A podiatrist or an ortho?
2: You could do either one. Um, I, we have a great podiatry department, and a lot of people don't know what that is. That's a person who specializes in your feet from like the knee down, and um, they're great for a bursa thing. If you you might just go to your primary doctor for that. A bursa is any kind of little fluid-filled collection. You're, a bursa is a, it's a little fluid-filled sac that lubricates our joints. That's what they do. So you got a bursa on your hip, that thing right there, that little bony part of your hip, you got a bursa there. you got a bunch of them over your knee. You have a bunch of them in your heel because um, your body's got to deal with friction just like any other moving parts. And so this is just a little film that gets in the bursa. But if that bursa gets inflamed or full of fluid, it can be swollen and it can hurt and it can limit the movement. And so somebody can just drain that. But if it gets even worse than that, if you have a bursa that gets infected, if that fluid gets infected, it it needs to be dealt with by by a specialist. So you can go to either one, a podiatrist or an orthopedic surgeon. Um, A couple of things about just, if I toot the horn of the hospital where I work at, this is a little interesting thing. Surgeons are, it's, pretty testosterone laden field. You know, people, you know, that's who goes into surgery. You think of that at Hennepin, our department of podiatry is led by a female surgeon and two or three of them are women. Dr. Nikki Bowerly, she's been on the show lots of times. She is the head of um, podiatry. And also our orthopedic surgery department is one of the only orthopedic surgery departments in the country that has a majority of the surgeons are women. And and I'm telling you these I talk to them all the time about how they you know they shop for their surgical equipment down at Home Depot you know because it's a lot of power tools and we have so that's um you can go to either one of them but it's interesting at Hennepin that I just like to say that every now and then in fact there's a a, a magazine coming out in the Twin Cities this month I think that talks about the doctors of the Twin Cities there's going to be a little picture of our orthopedic surgery department because it's so unique all right Frank. go to go to either one of them
1: good deal. 651-989-9226. Let's go to the phones. I think Mike in Minneapolis has been waiting. Mike, the doctor is listening.
0: Hi, uh, good morning. Um, see, uh, one of my nipples, um, my breast has been sensitive just if I bump it. Otherwise, it doesn't hurt. There's been no change in shape, color, no discharge. And it's been like this for maybe... Um, About uh, nine months
2: or so. Yeah, Mike, can you feel any bumps or lumps?
0: Uh, No.
2: Yeah, so you know what I would do? um, uh, Since it's been present for so long, you said nine months, right? Yes. Yeah, so anything that's been present for nine months and is still kind of tender like that, I think I'd have it looked at. And I think you all know what we're thinking of here. Men get breast cancer, and um, they just don't get it at nearly the rate that women do. So, like, one in eight or one in nine women in her lifetime will get breast cancer. It's nothing like that for men. It's one in hundreds and hundreds, but it's possible. And, and, and... It brings up the question, why do why do men even have these anatomical structures, but these structures can get cancerous just like in women. And so I do recommend you have that looked at. It could be something, just a, a local inflammation that you have in there, nothing to worry about. In fact, that's probably what it is. But it wouldn't um, be such a bad idea, Mike, to get an x-ray, a mammogram, if you will, and make sure that that is um, nothing to worry about. That's what I'd, I'd suggest.
1: Very good. Thank you, Mike. Uh, here's a text that came in. What causes pain in the left heel and ankle only upon walking. In our mid-60s, both my husband and I have this, and only in our left foot. Thank you. Love your show.
2: Oh, well, thank you for that um, text. And I um, I don't know why it's only in your left foot. Reminds me of that movie, My Left, my foot. left foot. My Left Foot with Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, but... but um, it sounds like plantar fasciitis now it doesn't have to be and i'm gonna show the people at the fair here because i you know i've got no socks on you know your your plantar fascia is the bottom of your foot it's the sole of your foot and it goes around the back of your heel like that um and it is that tough tough ligamentous structure that makes up the sole of your foot and your heel and you have to walk on it all day long and your feet take a beating so what can happen is it can get stretched it can get pulled it can get microscopic damage Um, And it hurts like a big dog. And so that's plantar fasciitis. That sounds like what that is. It can be persistent. You can have it for months. You can have it for years even. And so what the first thing to do is to, um, we tell people stop doing what you're doing that hurts. But that's a little hard when what you're doing is simply walking. And so um, the next thing we tell people to do is stretch. A lot of people think that if you um, sit in a chair and spell your name in the air or write the alphabet with your foot, Again, I'm doing it for the people at the fair. Like, Write your name or write the alphabet in the air. That's supposed to be a good idea. And then get good shoes. Go to a place that that can fit you for your shoes so that the arch support is correct, so that everything is padded in where it's supposed to be and they're the right width. Most of us walk around with bad shoes. I'm walking around with no shoes. Um, So get good shoes. And then if all else fails, go to physical therapy. Go to acupuncture. Um, I don't recommend surgery for these kinds of things, but... Physical therapy, acupuncture is a good idea. And then when all else fails, they can do injections. And that's when you call a podiatrist or a surgeon. Very
1: good. Uh, we have texters. We have uh, phone callers. Uh, let, let me grab this text, and then we'll go back to the phones. Uh, can you speak of a prolapse? What's the best way to take care of it? Do they still use the net that caused problems? What's the result of surgery?
2: Yeah, so the, this text, I'm not sure. A prolapse is simply a body part that's sticking out where it's not supposed to. And so I'm not exactly sure what they're talking about, but probably this is a woman talking about uterine prolapse. What happens is that your uterus, um, after have, especially after having had children, the, your pelvic floor muscles get a little bit weaker. Maybe they get a lot a bit weaker. And so your uterus can kind of push down into the vaginal canal. And so that's called prolapse. If it's prolapsing all the way, it can make it all the way out and so that you can literally see it. That would be a significant uterine prolapse if it goes all the way through the vagina and comes out. Um, Other things can prolapse though as well. You can have bladder prolapse. It it just means your bladder is kind of pushing out. So they used to use these nets and meshes and some of those did have some problems and it's outside my area of expertise, but we don't do much of that anymore. Mm -hmm. But there are all kinds of things you can do if you have prolapse. The first thing I would do is go to a physical therapist who specializes in women's health. Again, to talk a little bit about Hennepin, Dr. Beth Stagora is a doctor of physical therapy who I've had on the show who specializes in women's pelvic floor dysfunction. Go to her, Beth Stagora, S-T-E-G-O-R-A in Minneapolis. Um, Beyond that physical therapy there are medications you can try there are devices you can use and then indeed there are surgeries the mesh that was causing the problems they don't use the problem causing mesh anymore but there still are surgeries that they can do to help you out
1: all right let's go back to the phones dr hilden the scott is calling from ham lake i believe scott the doctor is listening what is your question please
0: yeah i say i rolled my ankle over in february and uh Never did anything with it. It hurt like crazy like it normally would. Um, And after, you know, it went away, everything was fine. Um, Now here, I in about a month ago, one day I wake up, get out of bed, and I can't even walk on my ankle. It felt just like I rolled it over uh, last winter, and now it's that way. Every time I sit down for five minutes or lay down and I try and get up and walk, I got to walk around real light on it, and then after I walk around for a minute or two, it's, it's normal.
2: Hey Scott, when was the first injury?
0: Well, in February.
2: Yeah. So that, that and, and so it's back in it, it. Did it ever get better in the meantime since February?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it did. I, I never had any problems after a couple of weeks. It was just fine. And, and, uh, and I never did any icing or anything like that, uh, to it, but, uh, but it's, it's just, it's just like it's been done all over again and now. You know, I sit down for five minutes, and it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's horrible to walk
2: on. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your call, Scott. Um, so your body, um, the tissues that don't heal very quickly, your intestines heal quickly. Your skin heals quickly. Your ligaments and tendons heal very slowly. They don't have much blood supply. So when you sprain your ankle or twist your ankle last February, it, it takes a while for that to heal, and it gets inflammation, and what it does is it kind of scars in, and you get what... What one writer called fuzz, that's not the medical term, it's not supposed to be called fuzz, but just kind of thinking you get fuzz in your, in your joints and in your ligaments. It's just things aren't lubricated and working quite right. And um, that can persist for months and for some people forever. And so that you'll, you'll be more prone to stiff joints, more prone to future problems in that same ankle. And so another wise person, not me, but a friend of my wife's um uh, who teaches fitness classes says motion is the lotion and it's my new favorite term so <laughs> motion is the lotion so when you have these injuries keep moving in general the human body's not meant to sit still keep moving no matter what you're doing keep moving um, and i just mean walking stretching exercise yoga um, all those things are good and so that will kind of loosen up the joints the things you also might do is um, see a physical therapist. I'm going to say this a lot on the show today. See a physical therapist, consider acupuncture, do yoga, stretch it, because what you've got is kind of chronic inflammation and chronic scarring in that ankle joint. All right.
1: We need to take a quick break. We have more show to come live from the Minnesota State for a new time for Healthy Matters from 7 to 8 Sunday morning. We'll be back. You're on News Talk 830-WCCO. And welcome back to the Minnesota State Fair and Healthy Matters. A new time we're starting just today. Uh, from uh, now on, uh, we'll be on from 7 to 8 in the morning on Sunday, 7 to 8 a.m., followed by your money from 8 to 9. So just keep that in mind. Again, uh, we're at the State Fair. We do, or we're doing an open line show like we always like to do. Before we get back to the phones and uh, the uh, text messages, Dr. Hilden has Couple of words to say.
2: Yeah, I do. Good morning, Minnesota. Thank you for being out here at the state. You know, I'm shocked. There's a the, there's no room on the benches here, and so thank you for coming out. It's been great to see you here at the fair at our new time. Um, and it couldn't be a nicer day. It just couldn't be it's a nicer day. gorgeous day, day yeah. Hey, I, um, I've got my piece of paper in front of me because the folks at the hospital will want me to talk about some things, and sometimes I forget, so here I am. Um, in June, many of you maybe remember that we did a free men's health seminar. It was about urinary and erectile problems, and it was a men's health pro- um, session. That thing sold out, and it was full. It was just full. So they're doing another one. Um, uh, if you uh, are interested. So if you are listening now, we're doing another Men's Urinary Health Seminar. It's on Tuesday, September 10th from 6 to 7. This time it's at our Hennepin Healthcare Whittier Clinic on 28th and Nicollet. If you haven't seen the Whittier Clinic, it's super cool. It's a great clinic. The Whittier Clinic at um, Nicollet and 28th Street, and it's Tuesday, September 10th. Dr. Travis Pagliara, he's the urologist. Mm. He's a Hennepin Health Care um, men's health specialist. He's going to help people suffer from these conditions. He's going to talk about prostate cancer treatments, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, erectile dysfunction, all that good stuff. And you will hear a treatment journey from an actual patient. So if you are interested, mm. men and the women who love them, it is go to HennepinHealthCare.org slash here for health.
1: All right. Sounds Thank good. you for that. Back to the text screen. By the way, if you have a question, excuse me, call us or text us. Same number applies, 651-989-9226. What is the treatment for a broken little toe? Oh, I've
2: broken my little toe. I kicked a radiator once. (laughs) On purpose? Have you ever kicked a radiator? Holy cow, did that hurt. I didn't kick it on purpose. But I live in an ancient old house. It's 100 years old. We have old radiator heat. And I was... I don't know what I was doing. I was going to get the paper, bend down to pick up the dog bone or something, and I kicked the radiator, and I howled. And it's my little toe, which I've now subsequently broken a couple of times. The treatment for it is almost nothing. So if it's you really don't have to do anything. Your four little toes all act as one. The toe you don't want to mess with is your big toe. Your big toe is super important. Um, But the other four just kind of all act as one. So what we tell people is if it's hurting you, you can just take some medical tape that you can get at the drugstore and tape your little toe to the toe next to it. It's called buddy taping because, well, your toes are buddies. And just tape the two toes together. Do that till it feels better. That's about all we tell people. That's about all you can do. And take some ibuprofen.
1: All right, here's another text, Dr. Hilden, that says, my doctor switched me from lisinopril to hydro something thiazide to counter ed side effects which seems to be helping but now i'm having more foot and leg cramping, even after he added a potassium med are there other bp meds that actually help ed issues without adding side effects or requiring more
2: meds there are um i don't know if the medications the the your is causing your sexual dysfunction problems i don't know that i'm buying that it's possible it's possible but hydrochlorothiazide is an old, old, old blood pressure medicine that we still use all the time because it's safe and it works. It's really a good one. It's sometimes um, abbreviated HCTZ. It stands for hydrochlorothiazide, HCTZ. And it's a good one, but it has a problem. It drops your potassium too low. And so we often tell people take potassium supplements. Um, but if you're having a side effect from any of your blood pressure medicines, whatever they are, when whatever that side effect might be, Go to your doctor and get on a new one. It is so easy to switch you to a new one. Don't don't tolerate the side effects. Just go to go get a different one. There's plenty of other ones. There are beta blockers. There are calcium channel blockers. There are angiotensin receptor blockers. This is all a bunch of medical gobbledygook, but there are plenty to choose from. All right.
1: Uh, Texter says this, uh, hi, I had a colonoscopy two weeks ago. The prep and post procedure were extra difficult on my stomach. Well, now my stomach still feels weak.
2: Any thoughts? I'm having a hard, uh, wow, two weeks afterwards to still have problems with your belly. I don't know that they're related. It just could be that you're cramping up or something from the prep work. Um, It's not, and and just all the air they put in there. I would just bulk up your diet with um, fiber and drink plenty of fluids, fluids, fluids water there was a guest here at the at the state fair who said could i be dehydrated and the answer is yes we don't probably get quite enough water so maybe drink more water um but it brings up i can't hear the word colonoscopy without bringing that up everybody get one um if you have you don't have to get a colonoscopy you can get some other thing too it doesn't matter what colon cancer screening test you do just that you do one and if you are 50 years old if you have hit the ripe old age of 50 Or if you had a family member who had colon cancer and you're younger than 50, you need to get something done. You can either get, you can check your stool for blood or then, but if you do that, it's not all that great because not all cancer bleeds. Or you can check your stool for the DNA of cancer. That's the newest one, a DNA test. Or you can do a colonoscopy and just be done with it. If you get a colonoscopy and it's negative and you're over age 50, you don't need another one for 10 years if that. Mm-hmm. Get one in your lifetime for sure. Colon cancer is in the top three cancers, but it's so treatable. And I can't tell you, this is depressing. I know you're at the fair, but I fill out a lot of death certificates in my life. And a lot of times I write the word colon cancer. I write that a lot. Um, that's a preventable one. If you get this done, you can, you can find it and you can prevent it. But for the person who's having a little side effect from the prep, I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, maybe call your gastroenterologist and see if they Maybe it was a particularly hard um, colonoscopy to do, and they had to put a lot of air in there or something. I might call the, the person who did it.
1: All right. We have, oh, we just have uh, probably about a minute or so to go in the show. Uh, I think I know what your answer is going to be. What, what's your opinion of the supplements being advertised for better brain health and memory? I'm
2: not a big fan of supplements. You, you know, another thing you could do instead of buying supplements, you could take the money and put it down the toilet and flush it. That would be about as effective. Um, I don't think that you really need supplements. The human body has been designed or evolved or got to be the way we are to get everything you need from the food you eat. So I would prefer that you just eat a balanced diet and not take a single pill in a supplement form. If you want to take supplements, it's probably not going to hurt you. Maybe a multivitamin if you're older. Maybe vitamin D and calcium, particularly if you're older. Um, and if you're a woman of childbearing age who's gonna maybe thinking of having a kid, folic acid. That's
1: it. We're out of time. We'll Thanks, see everybody,
2: you... for coming out.
1: We'll see you back here next week live from the Minnesota State Fair Woo! here at 830WCCO.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?